BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. So of course on this episode I've got your news and gossip dish and I have a special conversation with wrestling superstar Kaylina King. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Chill out y'all. So, in this week's news and gossipish, I would just like to say, since this is Saturday into Sunday morning, I would just like to say a congratulations to Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for winning the ESPY Award for Best WWE Moment for their historic main event at this year's WrestleMania Night 1. Of course, when they wrestled each other for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania this year, they were the first 
black women, the first ever black women to main event WrestleMania. So they won an ESPY award for that. And they seemed very excited for the honor and um, proceeded to compliment each other when they won the award. So a special congratulations to those two women and everything that they deserve. They were on the red carpet. Bianca Belair was wearing a red dress that she made herself. And, um, Sasha was wearing a very beautiful silver dress that um, accentuated a lot of her figure and she was up there with her blue hair and Bianca of course was um, escorted by her husband Montez Ford of the Street Profits so a big congratulations to them for everything that they have done for their history making turn at Wrestlemania and everything that they continue to do. Also in the news um, this week we had the unfortunate arrest of Jimmy Uso um for drunk driving now around the time this came out it came out um via tmz around like it was close to like right around the july 4th um weekend so according to police documents jimmy uso whose real name is jonathan fatu um fatu was pulled over at around 10 35 p.m on monday um in pensacola after cops say he ran a red light after being clocked going 50 miles per hour in a 35 miles per hour zone in the documents the officers say that during subsequent questioning they smelled booze on his um person and they and they asked him to come out of his dodge charger and the cops also said that when uso got out of his vehicle he was notably swaying noticeably swaying and that and claimed that uso had then told him that he had consumed multiple beers before getting behind the wheel and he failed multiple sobriety tests so they arrested him so he was booked on a misdemeanor dui charge and he's current and he was behind bars but then he wound up getting out because he was on smackdown um on friday so something else that has happened you know because of this is the fact that naomi was also getting um attacks on her social media page so much so to the point to where she had to delete um her twitter account and it's terrible that this is happening to her because a lot of people are blaming her and making it seem like it's all her fault that he was acting this way like no one knows if she was with him at the time in which he was you know drinking or whatever but my thing is um it's not cool to blame a person's significant other for how that other person is acting a woman and a significant other can only do so much to keep the person that they're with or that they're married to on the up and up. But ultimately, it's their decision to do whatever it is that they're doing. But either way, you can't just blame her. And secondly, if he has an issue, then it's up to him to get help for that. And hopefully he can seek the help that he needs, you know, so he won't get into a situation like this again. There were also a lot of people on social media who were wondering why he was being featured on SmackDown, you know, in the first place and basically calling for him to either get some type of consequence like suspension or him being fired, which I think is also horrible because you shouldn't be rooting for somebody to lose their job that they worked so hard to get um just because they made a couple of mistakes down the road we all make mistakes and every person every human deserves you know some grace and mercy you know in the in the face of the mistakes that they make so you can only imagine my horror when you see people on social media rooting for him to either get fired or suspended um because ultimately he's a part of this Samoan storyline with Roman Reigns and his brother Jay and ultimately 
I guess WWE has already done or reprimanded him in some way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, he has a job to do. So I'm hoping that Jimmy Uso and Naomi, you know, get the healing that they need from this situation. And ultimately, us as wrestling fans just need to do better about being compassionate um, towards these superstars as human beings, because at the end of the day, that's what they are. And just because they're on television does not mean that they always have to, you know, fit a certain standard of life that we can't even that we can't even fit ourselves. So um, I just send positive energy and positive, you know, prayers to Jimmy Uso and Naomi at this time and just, you know, call for us to be a little bit more um, understanding in situations like this and not just bully people online. Um, Also in the news, we had Moose from Impact Wrestling revealing that WWE had showed interest in him. So it was reported... um, it was reported that the main roster was in the main roster of WWE was um, interested in signing him. So Fightful reported late last week that WWE were interested in signing Impact star Moose before Impact made a huge play um, to get him to resign after his previous contract expired at the end of June. Um, reports also stated that Moose would have bypassed NXT and gone straight to the main roster, which meant to Raw or SmackDown. Um, something that apparently WWE has said that they would not do since AJ Styles' Royal Rumble debut in 2016. But um, Moose decided that that wasn't, you know, the best decision for him. And he just decided to go forth and stay with Impact after signing a really lucrative contract with them. So um, and also due to scheduling, he felt like Impact was the better choice. So it looks like he made the best decision for himself. And who knows, maybe one day, you know, we might see him in WWE, but just now just isn't the best time for him. So um, congratulations to Moose and we wish him great success in Impact Wrestling. Also in the news, Dana Brooke got engaged to her boyfriend of a couple of years, um, Ulysses Diaz, who is a boxer and an MMA fighter. Um, they posted about it on Instagram and they seemed like they were really happy with one another. So we want to send a congratulations to them. And I hope that they have a fantastic time planning their wedding because I hear that's fun. And <laughs> and just being a happy, engaged couple. Um, they're a great couple. They're a great looking couple together. So congratulations to them. Um, also in the news, um, Nikki Ash, a.k.a. formerly Nikki Cross, um, had a chance to explain what her her new character on television is. So if you may or may not watch Monday Night Raw, she's gone from being, you know, this baby-faced crazy person that she once was, and now she's a superhero who I dubbed the Blue Butterfly. But as it turns out, she's now known as Nikki Ash. And she stated um, on ESPN Espanol's El Branch de WWE, that she began forming the idea around the Royal Rumble based on her love of superhero cartoons that she had watched as a kid. Quote, I would always watch the X-Men cartoon and the Spider-Man cartoons. For me, I really wanted to come up with something that was really inspirational to little girls and boys and something that is a very positive message. To me, the whole message is that I don't have superpowers, I don't have super speed, and I don't have super strength. I can't fly, unfortunately, but... It's so you don't need superpowers to be a superhero. 
Um, and she added that she wanted to keep the costume that she's wearing, which is highlighted by a cape and a mask. So if fans wanted to cosplay um, the superhero she dubbed the spirit, you know, they can do so if they want to. Um, so I know a lot of people were feeling weird about it because they were just like, oh, my God, what is this? They thought it was just another um, hackneyed idea from WWE creative or something else that they could just blame on Vince McMahon. Um, but as it turns out, when she admitted that it was something that she had created on her own, it started to, you know, I guess people are starting to warm up to it a bit more. So I'm hoping the best for it. I really think it's a cute character. You know, her motivation behind it has a pot. It comes from a very positive place. So I'm just hoping, you know, that it does continue to grow um, and she continues to benefit positively from it. Um, also in the news, we had Lana discussing her WWE release. She went on the Talk is Jericho podcast um, to talk to Chris Jericho about what happened. And she said that she received a phone call from John Laurinaitis, who is the WWE head of talent relations, that she originally thought was supposed to be about a separate acting project. And she's quoted as saying, and so I thought he was calling me about more of those details because that's what we were all discussing the day before. And then he said, I'm calling you about your 90 days. And I'm like, wait, what? I couldn't even understand. And he's like, I'm calling you about your 90 days. You're getting released. And I was literally standing right next to a pool. My heart dropped. And then she also said that Vince McMahon had sent her a text after she received the news. She said that he thanked her for her incredible hard work ethic and for her unrelenting desire to be the best that I could be and all the contributions I gave to WWE. So that really meant a lot to me. And I thanked him for everything that he's taught me because I learned so much. Um her getting released was heartbreaking to me because we had watched her grow from being you know the unrelenting ravishing Russian you know next to Rusev and being a manager for him of sorts and she was kind of you know like she had a a very dominating presence next to him so to see that and then to see her sort of grow and try to go into the whole wrestling thing um, and for her to work to try to improve, um, to gain a few opportunities here and there, you know, and then to watch her get released, you know, was just kind of heartbreaking for me because she had been there for so long. Um, but I'm hoping that somewhere down the line, even if she doesn't participate in wrestling again, you know, that hopefully she'll continue to do more projects like with modeling or acting or something like that. So I continue to wish Lana the best in her career. Um, also in the news, we had Bailey, um, who unfortunately suffered an injury while training um, for her match at Money in the Bank um, against Bianca Belair, which was supposed to be an I quit match. Um, she got injured. Um, and we wish her the best because she tore her ACL and she might be out for six to nine months. And that is very unfortunate um, for anybody to go through an injury. Um, and I hope that she heals from it. But what I was going to discuss was her feelings about um, missing some of the released wrestlers, um, but more specifically, Tyler Breeze. Um, in an interview that was published um 
she spoke about um, her own tribute to Tyler Breeze. And she said, for one, he gives you his time. It wasn't just me. He was helping Eva Marie at the time. He was helping so many girls that just wanted more. He helped Sasha so much. Everybody was learning the same exact things and we wanted more. So we would ask Breeze if he could watch our matches. Whether or not we knew what we needed to get better at, he did. For me, it was trying to get sympathy from the fans and learning how to sell a body part um, and other certain things. I've been to his wrestling school and I've learned and I've seen all his students, how much fun they have learning from him and the consistent students he has coming in. That just goes to show that he's doing something right. He's such a good guy. He's hilarious. He's passionate and he's such a hard worker. We'd all work together. He really pushed me. I owe so much to him. So a lot of people had a lot of nice things to say about Tyler Breeze. And another one of those people was Xavier Woods. He posted a very lengthy post about their friendship and how they basically sort of saved each other in FCW, you know, before it turned into NXT as they were, you know, matriculating through the WWE program. And it seemed like Tyler Breeze meant a whole lot to a lot of people. And I'm sorry that there that there's a sense of separation now, you know, since he's been released. But at the same time, at least he still has, you know, um, a, he still has a place in wrestling because he's training the future. And it seems like he's a really good teacher and he's really, you know, good at helping others. So I'm really happy that he's had that much of an impact and he continues to have that much of an impact um, even after he's been released. And also more in, um, cool stuff that's happening in the news is the fact that WWE SmackDown on July 23rd, which is actually, you know, next week, they will be um, emanating from the Rolling Loud Music Festival um, in Miami. So it was released um, by Deadline.com that they will play at the Rolling Loud Miami Music Festival. And it and the occasion marked the first time ever um, collaboration between WWE and a major music festival and that the sixth edition of the festival will take place um, from July the 23rd through the 25th and it's taking the same stage as festival headliners Travis Scott, Post Malone and ASAP Rocky. WWE superstars will compete in matches live from Rolling Loud Miami and that the 23rd edition of Friday Night Smackdown on Fox will feature a split site broadcast with multiple matches at Rolling Loud and the remainder of the evening held at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so when I saw this announcement, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And it sort of, you know, um, reinforced a prediction that I made in February where I felt that rappers would have more of a presence in rap this year between bad bunny and them using cardi b's up song you know to um hype up SummerSlam, and with um bad bunny talking about you know how much it took for him to train for his match at wrestlemania and all of that you know them participating in rolling loud opens them up to a whole new audience of people who may have watched wrestling in the past or who cur probably currently watch wrestling or who never watched wrestling before and 
them seeing it at the Rolling Loud Music Festival might get them into it. So I think it's an it's a very stellar idea and I'm looking forward to what can happen from that and how much more rap can be, you know, used um within wrestling. Um and it's so funny so many people were talking about, you know, how it couldn't work and all that other stuff when I did nothing but post about it a couple months ago and how disrespectful certain people got and I talked about that on on a um earlier episode of the show but and then there were a lot of other people who felt like them participating in the Rolling Loud Festival was a waste of time and that they should only be catering to their diehard wrestling fans which is probably coded language for um th- it being a waste of time in terms of a majority of a black audience but black people watch wrestling too and it's not just about diehard fans it's like you're trying to also cater to new fans as well because how else are you going to get new fans if you don't you know do something new as well so they're branching out and sometimes that's what needs to happen in order for something to continue to grow and if we try to keep it so much to ourselves and that makes us gatekeepers and that's something that we should not be but you know whatever people are gonna people um and lastly (laughs) in news and gossipish um tommy end who's formerly known as alistair black made his aew debut and kicked arn anderson in the arm and kicked the crap out of cody rhodes that was awesome <laughs> i'm really happy that he was able you know to work out his wwe release and actually make his debut as um malachi black and just to see him you know prepare to thrive also on the same episode as Andrade which is really amazing and then it's just so funny because they're both connected to Zelina Vega um in the sense that she used to be Andrade's manager and in the sense that she's married to um Malachi Black and now she's back in WWE um which made me so happy so I mean it's just all a really it's a fun time even though you know all the releases and stuff will you know have a tendency to sort of bum you out a bit it's still a fun time to be a wrestling fan because there's so many people going so many different places and charting new chapters in their wrestling careers so congratulations to malachi black um on his AEW debut and congratulations to andrade you know for winning his match against matt seidel and just all of the people who are just making you know, great choices in their wrestling careers, you know, and just writing new chapters. And that's the end of this news and gossipish segment. And now we're going to go to my special interview with wrestling star Kaylina King. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. All right, so I have Kaylina King here. Um, I am so happy to have you and I've been excited to have you on since we met last month 
um, in Gadsden for the Belladonna Division show. How are you, ma'am? Yeah, I am great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while since I've seen you, but I'm excited to catch up and talk to you. Yeah, and you look amazing today, actually. Like, I love the glasses and the scarf and the lipstick you got going on and your hair. Like, girl, yeah. I had to channel a little bit of the keen in here. That's where the the lips came from and the hair is still here. So I feel let everyone know she's still rocking and rolling. Yes, I love it. So we're just going to dive in um, and I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everyone on my show. And that's when did you fall in love with wrestling? Ah, the most famous question. (laughs) Um, So definitely I have the same story of when I was little, very, very little. I want to say maybe seven, maybe. Um, I used to watch wrestling with my dad, me and my dad. We used to go to all the wrestling shows. I'm actually from Buffalo, New York. So anytime WWE came here, me and my dad, we were there. We went all out, we even rented limousines and all that thinking we were the bosses up in here, but we weren't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's when I fell in love with wrestling and uh, it's been the love of my life ever since. So you said you guys would rent limousines and go all out. Like, what exactly were you guys doing with those limousines, you know, as a part of the wrestling experience, though? Literally nothing. My dad, he's a big show-off. So literally, he just wanted everyone to know, hey, we are here and we're not leaving until we see some great wrestling. We just ride in there with our drinks in hand, coming in with our merch, being marks for anyone who I loved at the time. I believe at the time, it definitely was like Randy Orton, I was rocking and Jeff Hardy, I was rocking too. So yeah, we were just extra at the time, honestly. I mean, I feel like wrestling is one of the perfect sports to be extra for. Like, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I never really did anything like that, like that, but at the most I would wear you know shirts and everything and then once I started buying titles I would carry my titles with me so so that's always the funnest thing and then I and then it was even more fun when I started getting autographs too so that's always the coolest thing that's what sucked for me I never had the chance which is so sad to get any autographs from people actually I had one I actually did one autograph, two autographs. I had like a package of action figures and on one side, it was actually Kurt Angle. And on the other side at the time, his name was Mr. Anderson. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I ended up getting autographs from them. And at the same show, I got a picture with Jeff Hardy. So that was, I was living my best life. (laughs) Oh my God, I would love to get a picture with both of the Hardys. Cause it's just like, we're, it's like we're siblings in my head. You know, yeah. we have the same last name. So I'm just like, to, if I were to ever meet them, I would probably flip out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Be that big mark that we all are deep inside. <laughs> yes. So when did you decide that you want to pursue it as a career? Well, like I said, when I was younger and at the time, women's wrestling, um, they were called divas at the time. So like when I was little, I would tell my dad, I'd be like, dad. I want to be a diva when I grow up type of thing. And I want to be just like Lita and like Trish. And that's what I want to do. And uh, unfortunately, like as I got older, 
uh, wrestling kind of like, it left me a little bit and I was like, it's not possible. Like I have no idea how these wrestlers even became wrestlers. And I'm from Buffalo, New York, even though Beth Phoenix, she, she's from Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. I believe she had a background in wrestling though, which I did not. Like I'm an athlete and everything, but I did nothing wrestling related. So I was like, it's not even possible. So literally I want to say like two years ago is when in my mind, I'm like, all right, I need to look into this more. And uh, I felt it was more possible. So then that was two years ago. And then a year from then, I was like, I'm gonna actually start doing research. And then I did the research and I ended up finding the place that I graduated from, which is Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Um, as everyone knows, it's taught by Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave and um, our good old crotch. So, yeah, and I decided to go there. I put everything into it, all my money, and I just went, and now I'm here. <laughs> okay, like what other sports did you play that had that gave you the athletic background so you could prepare? Yeah, so in middle school and a little bit into high school, I was a basketball player. Um, and then back in going into high school, I did track and field. I was a sprinter. And then I also did a cheerleading. I was a cheerleader. I was the captain of my cheer team. Um, and then, what else did I believe that was it? Yeah, track and field, basketball, and I was a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, you say that's it, but to me, in my head, that's a whole lot, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole lot. But it sounds like, you know, that gave you sort of like that conditioning to prepare you to become a wrestler. So that's really good. Yeah, um, so did you face any opinions that was like opposing you to become a wrestler? Did you face any adversity in that aspect? Um, I was actually really quiet at first about me being a wrestler. And I don't think, especially like at the time when I was saying it, I don't think people really thought I was going to go for it. She was like, oh, this is just like a dream that everyone has. It's like, oh, I wish I could do this. This is something I would like to do, but like, I'm not gonna actually go do it. So I don't think people believed me mm -hmm. or actually thought I was gonna do it. <laughs> so when I did it though, not only was everyone like surprised by it, but I actually had a very good support system for it. My friends, my family, and I had no friends who was into wrestling either for mm -hmm. a little bit. I had like one or two friends, but you know, things happen. But on that aspect, I was all alone in it. So when I did it, it was because I wanted to find that wrestling family, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm glad that you actually had that support system because it's just like, depending on what type of dreams you have, it's just like sometimes you'll have a support system and other times, you know, in most cases, you know, you wind up not having that support system and you wind up having to support yourself until, like you said, you find that family that's, you know, just like you and sort of pursuing the same thing. So, yeah. I, so I am glad that you did have that though. Thank you so much. I am too. I don't know where I would be without my support system. Honestly, they helped me through a lot. So yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that you trained at Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. So, I did. Yeah. So could you tell me any um, great lessons that you have learned so far that's sort of carrying you, you know, as you sort of start in your wrestling career? Yeah, literally not 
they taught me everything I know, but I would say the big things that I took to heart and like one of the big things that like people really like about me is my character. So when you train there, they really say like, you know, you gotta make yourself stand out. And what's important is the psychology of wrestling. And at the end of the day, it's not all about the moves that you do. It's the story that you tell. So every time I step in the ring, I really do try and bring out my character. And I really do try to tell a story to whoever is watching, because that's what they're going to remember. You can do all the 450s in the world and all the moonsaults in the world, but people are going to be amazed by that, sure. But at the end of the match and at the end of the night, they're not going to remember the exact things that you do. They're going to remember the story that led up to that match. That's what they always said as well. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that really, those are the things that really like stuck to me and that I'm going to take throughout my whole wrestling career for sure. Okay. And if I can ask, had you ever really trained? Have you trained with Seth Rollins before? Because I know he's oh. definitely famous in WWE. So I just wanted to ask and just get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I never even met him before I uh, trained at Black and Brave. So even like when I saw the school, I literally just Googled like wrestling academies and that actually came up. And when I saw it and I was like, no, Seth Rollins, like, no way, this can't be true. It's not him. And then I just kept going into it and I was like, oh crap, like, this it's taught by him. <laughs> that little mark is like, oh no. <laughs> but like, that's why I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta go out, all out, and I have to train with the best that there is. Um, so no, I haven't had even met Kobe. Seth, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to calling him Kobe because that's when you train there, like, we don't call him Seth, we call him by his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that was the first time I ever met Kobe, uh, Seth. <laughs> in person so okay so you did mention that you know one of the things that you learned the most about um was your character and how important that is along with the athleticism what exactly was the inspiration behind your character because I know when I met you in Gadsden last month that was one of the coolest things I had ever seen because I had never seen a character like that before so what was your inspiration behind that um I'd say definitely like little pieces of everything. So like, I would say the me wanting to tell a story every single time I step in the ring and how I move in the ring, I definitely like was inspired by like shows and like movies. So like, and also by a background in dancing. So like all the ticking and stuff that I do, it's because I know how to dance and like I can robotically like dance. So that's where that came from. Um, but I would say like my demeanor and like how cute or like goofy or how quick the emotions that I change during my matches, I would say that comes off from uh, shows that I like to watch. Um, and then the idea, the actual idea of the puppet, I'd say definitely came from a little bit of my own personal life. Um, I was like diagnosed with anxiety and depression and just throughout my own life I was a very big people pleaser and uh, I always put everyone above myself which is not a bad thing until you realize that like your whole life was nothing but the other people in your life and you did nothing for yourself and so my whole life I felt like I was being controlled by others and I had no say and I just never did anything I wanted to do 
And so I was like, well, what is that? Like, who does that? What does that represent? And I was dabbling with like little dolls, like Chucky. I don't know if you ever seen Chucky, like the scary doll, little Chucky. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not really sticking with me. And then I was like, what about a marionette puppet? Because they're controlled by strings and stuff. So I was like, we're gonna rock and roll with that because I didn't see anyone like that before. And I'm very big on being different and out there. So um, yeah, that's definitely where the inspiration came from for sure. <laughs> wow, that's really deep. And that's a very real, you know, struggle that people deal with, including myself, actually. So yeah. that really resonates with me in terms of, you know, how I deal also with anxiety as well and being a people pleaser. Like, yeah. that is something that's very real, you know, to me. And I actually have a greater appreciation for your character more now that I know that. Because, because oh, seriously, like, that's a story that needs to be told, you know, and that's something that needs to be put out there more in wrestling so the idea that that character came from that along with other things it's like it was all these puzzle pieces you know just put it together into a really nice beautiful picture of a character that you have so that is really amazing and I'm and I'm proud of you for having the guts to share your personal experience and putting it out there in wrestling because you know the further you go that would actually save somebody you know that would save somebody's life yeah, uh, I'm glad that you said that. I literally, when I was thinking about the character, I was like, a lot of people like to tell like fairy tale stories. You know, they like to tell the story of, yeah, I struggled, but I came out, I came out on top, and now it's a happy ever after. Not everyone always gets to that happy ever after. Not right. everyone only struggles for that little bit, and then that struggle is quickly over. Some people go through that struggle all their life and over over and over and sometimes they feel like they never get that happy ending so that's what I wanted to bring out to people and to let people know that everyone struggles I've struggled and I still struggle I even still struggle with my anxiety and depression now even right before I go out for my match I say I'm freaking out and freaking out I question myself all the time I'm like should I even be doing this like I can't do this right before my matches kid you not right before my match I'm like I'm about to cry like I can't can't do it and then as soon as I step out it's like those nerves are completely gone like it's crazy and that just makes me feel like I'm meant to be here sometimes so yeah that's usually how that's usually how it goes it's like you it's like once you finally get to the thing that you've been practicing and planning for then once you actually get to it you're just like (gasps) but then you know once you finally you know step into that prepared place you know where you know you're good it's okay so I definitely respect you for that and that definitely that actually reminds me a lot of AJ Lee too because I don't know if you ever read any of her books well she has a book out like an autobiography called crazy I she super, superpower i definitely recommend it she was talking about you know her struggles with bipolar disorder and how yeah. she sort of used that to sort of tap into the character that she had on television for years you know Interesting. and she i gotta read this book yeah you do i definitely recommend it and then she also um and now of course since she's retired from wrestling she's an advocate for mental health you know so that's something that she does but it's your whole story just reminded me of her and her struggles with that as well so yeah I appreciate that so much I love when people can make those connections it makes me feel good (laughs) oh definitely 
So who has been your biggest inspiration in your evolution as a woman's wrestler? As a woman's wrestler? Um, well, my just inspirations in general is definitely Randy Orton. I, he's always been my favorite because you just can't help but to watch him. And that's what I want for people with me and my wrestling. I want it to be where like, you can't help but to watch me because I'm just that good. Um, with his wrestling and his promo. So that's what he inspires me a lot for that. Um, but women wise, I'm gonna bring out my little mark and it's weird because uh, I was trained by her now husband, uh, Becky Lynch. Um, mm -hmm. She was more of an inspiration for me personally than uh, wrestling wise. I say that she really pushed me to actually go into wrestling because I was so afraid and I was like this is like crazy like this is so unheard of why would I do it and I just feel like I I would make it and I feel like Becky came into the mentality of like I don't care what other people think I'm this strong woman and I'm gonna do what I want to do mm -hmm. and so she really inspired me a lot, especially when she became the man for WWE. Oh my gosh, her movement was insane. I was the biggest one possible. Um, so yeah, she's my big inspiration personally. Um, but as for like when I study wrestling, because every wrestler has those wrestlers that they study to really tap into who they want to be as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. I looked into AJ Lee a lot. Um, I looked into Tara slash Victoria. She yeah. was she was an OG. Um, who else did I look into? Uh, I love Luna. I love Trish. Uh, Paige. I freaking love Paige. She's great. She was so different, and that's what I loved about her. She was so hard hitting, and she was just true to herself. And that's I was like, oh, I'm gonna study you big time. But yeah, those were my big inspirations for sure yeah that's a lot of good ones and you know randy orton you know he kind of has that whole i don't i don't know how to describe what it is that he has but he's just his character is just so devilish now and you would think that it would be worn out by now but we're still watching him years later because he's just that good like, right like he's just that good and he's just so good at his characters and i'll never forget when he was on um, the Stone Cold um, Broken Skull Chesson show, he actually said that he feels like he had just gotten into his groove with promos just last year. And I'm sitting here like, like what? <laughs> just right. last year? Are you kidding you me? You would never know. <laughs> you would never know. That's right. the thing. Not at all. And it's just like, you know, I love, you know, the amount of women that you mentioned with your with Paige and AJ Lee and um, Victoria and all those women. So those yeah. are really good inspirations to have and your story about Becky Lynch really touches me too and yeah Aww. she did get married today I'm so happy she did yay yeah they got <laughs> married today so congratulations to them yes. they're, they're an adorable couple they are and great. their baby is gorgeous I'm sure I'm sure it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so technically since you're a brand you're not I don't want to call you a brand new wrestler but you're uh, I feel brand new. Like, Girl, when I, I met you, when I met you, you said that you were just wrestling your third match that day. And I remember just my mind just being blown, like, to bits when you said that. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. So, um, how exactly 
do how exactly did you deal with the pandemic and how did it affect you know your career and how did you pivot around that so when I trained at Black and Brave is when the pandemic like really hit mm-hmm. so I trained there and um when I graduated as soon as I graduated I went back home for maybe like two months and so the pandemic was still going on um but shows were like slowly opening up but when I came back SCW, the promotion that I wrestled for, who's also uh, the promoter is Merrick Brave and Crotch. Um, they were doing Patreon at the time. So my very first match was on Patreon ever. Like, so my very first match wasn't even in front of the crowd. And that's like the crazy part and how like COVID really affected everything. Cause my first match was in a Patreon, which is totally, totally different than wrestling in front of crowds because we don't have that crowd to really get your fire and feel the emotion of the crowd and just really feel like a professional wrestler and to feel like you're performing and for people. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the hardest part, I would say, is not being able to get that experience my very first time in wrestling in front of a crowd. And that affected me going into when the pandemic started to open up. And my, then my like second match, I was in front of a crowd and I was like, this is gonna be totally different. It's nothing like Patreon. We have these loud people and it's like, I don't know how they react to me and I don't know if they're gonna like what I do. And then for me it was hard because when I did my Patreon match um, against Valentina Loca, I was a completely different character. I didn't even know who I was at the time. And uh, I always told myself, I was like, I did not want to wrestle without knowing who I was, what I was doing. But I, you know, we're wrestlers. I did it anyways, because they asked me to. And hey, I needed the first experience. Um, so at that time, I wasn't even the puppet that you see today. So my second match in front of a crowd was the first time I brought out Kaina King, um, which was terrifying because I just, was figuring out who she was as a wrestler and outside of wrestling. So it was really hard to just bring her out like that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So so basically, the pandemic sort of slowed you down, but then didn't really slow you down at the same time. And, yeah. you, and you didn't have a character, yeah. but then it's just like by the second and third match, you had one and it was still very new to you. Yes, like, see, I like how people can like word things better than I can. Exactly like that, like pandemic slowed me down, but then it rushed me at the same time because I had to bring out this new character that wasn't even fully developed yet. And so now I'm just wrestling and seeing what people like as I go on, instead of having that first match where it's like, okay, I might have this general idea, but I still kind of don't. So it's still very weird for me. It's still very weird. Yeah, it's a work in progress. And that's always, you know, a good thing because there are just so many places it could go. So, you know, I wouldn't feel discouraged about that at all. Like there's just so much more for you to do because it's just, you know, beginning. So that's a good thing. So So since we mentioned, you know, your third match and everything being at the Belladonna Division Show Genesis, where I was really happy to meet you and so many talented women. Um, yes, so many. How, 
how did you feel, you know, being on the card with so many great women like Jazz and like, you know, Valentina Loca, who's been on the show before. I had her on the show before the yeah. event and everything else like that. So how did you feel being on, on a card, an all-female card with the likes of Jazz and the world and so many others? First of all, not worthy. Um, <laughs> not oh, God. Worthy. <laughs> um, but as soon as I was contacted and heard that it was all women's promotion and all women's thing, my mind instantly was like, I have to do it. Like, you don't see a lot of those. And to get that chance to be on that show, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Like, just being in that locker room was the most amazing feeling just to be just to feel this all that power of women mm -hmm. it's just like it's unspeakable it's very unspeakable um but yeah jazz meeting jazz oh my god who wouldn't want to meet jazz <laughs> she's she's amazing she's so humble she's so great um valentina loca she was actually my very first match so um it's always a pleasure working with her i love her so much um yeah, I just, I love meeting all the different talented women because I'd like to see what all the women can do. Because all I hear is how we need more talented women, we need all these women, and then I get to meet the women that are out there. And I'm just like, wow, like us women, we're really, we're really coming out there. Don't sleep on us women. Like, we're great. <laughs> we are very yeah. powerful. Yeah, I felt, it's so funny. You said you felt like you weren't worthy. I felt the same thing being, <laughs> you know, in the locker room as, you know, just a commentator. And it was my first time commentating too. Yes, so, you did say that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just like being, you know, back there. That was my first time in a locker room with wrestlers ever in my life. Cause I'd only oh. been just a fan. So to be back there was just a very emotional time. Yes. You know, afterward, I couldn't really be emotional in the moment while I was back there getting information, talking to people and everything. <laughs> but after it was all over and I got some food, I just couldn't really, <laughs> I like I had to eat afterward. Um, because I was super <laughs> hungry. But I was just like I just couldn't deal with it and I was just really emotional about all of it. Like I felt really unworthy too, because I was just like, these are like superheroes every yeah. day. Like yeah. you guys do this every day. And I'm just back here talking about it <laughs> and it's yeah. just like yeah. man this is crazy but just to be you know in the midst of all of that stuff you know with something that I'm passionate about and definitely when it comes to women's wrestling it meant the world to me and then to see you in your third match and to meet you in your journey it made me emotional because I'm just uh -huh. like because there's just so many people with so many different stories of how they started yeah. and to see yeah. you just starting it was just like I just I couldn't deal with it it was just really emotional like if I talk about it too much I'll start crying and no I can't <laughs> you don't need the waterworks today oh my god not today. today not today <laughs> but I was really proud to be a part of it and I can't wait you know to do more so definitely yeah. it was great it was great. I'll keep a lookout for you too girl Oh yeah. More commentary, we hope. We oh, hope definitely. I'm commentating at the next Genesis event though. Yeah, That's in August. Great. Yeah, I couldn't believe that either. That was that was emotional too. So yeah. I was really happy about that. So one uh another question. How do you feel about the state of women's wrestling? Um from what from any positive to how it could be improved? Positive to being improved. So are we talking the independent scene? 
well all of it you know independent scene and mainstream it doesn't really matter <laughs> like you can just both of them yeah yeah um so I just I love the independent scene in general I just love the idea of getting to travel and to meet many different women from all over the world and just see what type of people and character that they are um I think it's great having the diversity too diversity is always the best policy um I don't really personally it's hard to say what could be improved in like the independent scene because in independent scene you're your own person you do what you want to do how you want to do it when you want to do it so at in the independent scene you're just waiting and you're just you are truly being entertained because you don't know what's gonna happen what's gonna happen you can't really predict what's gonna happen and i like not being able to predict what's gonna happen and that's what i love of independency it's great and then it's great how you know promoters can book the matches that people want to see and it's just and you know it's going to be hell of a time um for the mainstreaming um they are definitely evolving for sure because i remember before i even trained at black and gray one of the reasons why i wanted to actually train because i was watching the women's wrestling on tv and i was just like dang like i get it charlotte flair she's a flair she's great she backs up what she says in the ring yeah but like i need something different wwe i needed something different and i was craving for more creativity i was craving just for that little bit more and so literally to myself i was just like i want to be that little bit more i want to be that creativity that they need i want to be that different person that they need so that's what also drove me to training at black and brave um especially at that time they just they were trying i get it they were trying to throw stuff at the wall and see how us as fans would react but at that point it was just getting so old and i appreciate now how they're giving women more chances how they're bringing people from the independent scene bringing people up from NXT oh my god when they brought up like Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair oh my god i was living for it i loved that for them but i also was scared for them because i didn't know how much they were going to change them as wrestlers and that's what i hate i don't like when they change them as wrestlers so i was very scared for them but they're actually doing very well with like Rhea Bianca unfortunately Keith Lee is not around at the moment but they were doing great with him as well so yeah we're getting somewhere we're getting somewhere which is great <laughs> if that answered your question i rambled a lot No, you did. You really answered it. So I mean, that's good. Like it came from an honest place and that's a real answer. You know, yeah. cuz I sort of feel the same way. It's sort of like it's in a good place, but then there's so much more that could happen creatively with the women as all. Well. So I definitely agree with you in that aspect. So, and I also love what you said about the independence too, like everybody's sort of on their own um to a degree. So, I'm still learning more and more about the independence, you know, every other day. So, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm just so this is so I appreciate this and I appreciate your answer. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, that was good. 
So, um, who are your top five um, wrestlers, male, female, or non-binary? My top five favorite wrestlers. All right, here we go. Here we go. We love this <laughs> So I've mentioned them before because they are my favorites. Randy Orton, he's, he's number one. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, the thumb. <laughs> yeah, the, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of me, girl. Um, <laughs> oh no, I'm not making fun of you. I just think it's funny because most people start number one with like with this <laughs> finger. So you're the first person I've ever seen start with a thumb. So I wasn't making fun of you. I just thought it was different. <laughs> <laughs> We're we love to be different here. That's, yes. that's the goal. <laughs> um, and I said her before, Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. um, she's also very good. And I want to switch really quick to the independent scene because I worked with her. Mm -hmm. Very recently, I just wrestled for um, Black Girl Magic a couple of days ago, and I finally got a chance to meet her, Willow Nightingale. She she is beautiful. She is a great character. She's very, very good at what she does, um, just being herself and just, and I like how she's still herself, even though she's in the ring wrestling. And I don't think a lot of wrestlers have that. So like, I admire that so much about her. Um, who else, who else? Jeff Hardy, he was always one of my favorites. He was always one that was close to my heart as well. And you need one more, mm -hmm. you need one more, you need one more, you need one more. Uh, oh, Roman Reigns, man. We love me some Roman Reigns out here. Yes, Roman Reigns. He's uh, he's developed as a wrestler so, so much. So, so much. And I love seeing that change. And that's what I hope that people see in me is the change that eventually I will develop over time. But yeah, he's, he's great with his character as well. Um, he's very aggressive and I like very, I like aggressive wrestlers because I inspire to be that one day. We'll work on it. <laughs> but yeah, those are definitely my top five for the time being. Okay. That's a pretty solid top five. You know, had a mixture of the of you know the people on TV and the people you actually work with. And yeah. I'm glad you got to participate in Black Girl Magic too, because I saw mm -hmm. a lot of people that I'm friends with post about it and everything. Like yeah. this is stuff I wish I could go to, but you know, y'all are up there and I'm down here. So <laughs> down here I in Alabama. No, I got lucky because I was just in Iowa training and going to matches. And then I came home back here in Buffalo, New York, and I uh, hit up the promoter. And she's like, yeah, this is my first promotion. We would love to have you on the show. And I was like, I am there. No, no need to ask again. <laughs> you know, like, like, it just seems like y'all just have so much wrestling stuff going on up in New York. I have to go. You I have to go up there so? at some point. I have to. Yeah, New York's great. Definitely yeah. come come see what we're about. We're great up here. <laughs> yeah. I actually just sponsored my first event um up in New York with the Jobber Tears podcast. I don't know if you ever heard of them. But yeah, Jobber Tears podcast. They're having their very first wrestling event in New York next month um, called Jobber Slam with Battle Club Pro. And I actually just, you know, um help with help sponsor that so that makes me feel good inside they're like my That's podcasting sweet. heroes Shout out <laughs> to them. 
but yeah, please check them out. They're really cool. I will for sure now. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Um, so do you feel proud to be um, an example of black girl magic in wrestling? Of course I do. Is that even a question? Uh, man, a lot of uh, black girl magic has been happening all around the world, not even in just wrestling, but just about things that's been going on in the news and just how us as black women have really been stepping up to show people that just because of the color of our skin doesn't mean we're any less than other people. I don't, this is, I don't wanna say the wrong thing. Um, doesn't mean we're any less than anyone else. Um, so I think we are being, we're empowering each other to come out of our shells and really push and work 10 times harder to show that we're just regular people too, just our skin color is different. And that's not even a really big thing. Um, so to be a black woman in wrestling, I'm extremely honored. And just with that in mind, just brings up how many first I want to have, just like how Sasha Banks has many first, her being a black woman, how Bianca Belair, how she's coming up and being the first black woman to do things as well. Like I inspired to do that as well because I want to be looked up to, not just in that way as a black woman, but just being a woman in general, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so being on Black Girl Magic, it's it was, there was so many, people were crying, we were all going off the wall cheering. It was just the most amazing atmosphere you could ever imagine to be in. It was just so humble, it was just so pure. It was just, you can't, you can't replace that atmosphere. You can't always have that atmosphere everywhere you go. So if you ever, if you ever get the chance to go there, I highly recommend, please go. It, it was a great time and I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> well, definitely I will look into doing that at some point. And that was yeah. a really um, beautiful way to answer that question. So who are some of your dream opponents? Uh, dream opponents, dream opponents, dream opponents. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be different a little bit. I want to fight some men, man. I want to fight some men. Okay. <laughs> oh, what men do you want to fight then? She said, "What men, girl? What men?" Ah, let's. I mean. We're gonna try and do a little bit of both. So I honestly, one day, of course I have to, I would love to get in the ring with my trainer, Seth Rollins. I would love to, why not, man? Uh, I would love to get in the ring with him. Um, in the independence scene though, uh, there's just there's so many talented guys out there. It's really crazy. It's hard to choose. You know what? I'm calling them all out. Come at me. <laughs> I'm calling you all out. All the men on the independent scene, if you want a taste of the marionette puppet, come get it. Well, um, you heard it here. You heard it here on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Okay, Linda <laughs> King is calling out every man in the independent scene. Every She's ready. She's ready to <laughs> fight you all. She is not scared. <laughs> Bring the hands. Come get the hands. That is the most ambitious thing I've ever heard on this show. 
but I'm, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Thank you. Know, you. As, as you long as, yes, as long as you're safe. Uh, that's all I care about. As long as you're Thank safe, you yes, I'll support it. <laughs> you know, I try to tell Valentina Roca that all the time, but sometimes she has no regard for her life. And I just be like, girl, we have to be safe. We have to be safe out here. But we get it. We love wrestling. We just do what we got to do for wrestling. We love it here. <laughs> yeah, wrestling is a very risk-taking sport. Like, you have to be... I, I imagine there's a lot of fear that you have to sort of stuff in you know once you jump from places and do all kinds of different things like that so I have so much admiration for people who do stuff like that because I just I just know I just don't think I, I could do it at all yeah so much fear to conquer there's so much fear but then again you don't have to do anything you don't want to do which is also a great thing to love but it's like why not challenge yourself this is the time to you know conquer your fear step over that fear so you have no fear anymore so if you want to do it wrestling is definitely the place to do it that's for sure definitely (laughs) definitely at risk taking jumping and all of that it's just so cool all right so last question what what does the future hold for Kaylina Keene the future Kaylina Keene she wants to wrestle all over Promoters, Booker, she's willing to wrestle anywhere and she's coming for anyone you put her up against. Uh, I definitely want to get out there and just, I just want to wrestle everywhere. Um, I'm hoping to find more promotions here in New York, so New York promotions. Hit me up, you won't get a no for an answer. Um, And I definitely just, I'm just, I want to learn. I want to learn from the best. Um, I just want to have fun for right now. I, of course, every wrestler has their goals and where they want to be down the line in the future. But what's next for me is honestly just to have fun wrestling. Because going back to what I was saying about all my depression and anxiety, it's very hard for me to step out of that and be present in the moment and have fun wrestling, even though Wrestling is an entertainment thing, but I'm a perfectionist, unfortunately. I hate to say that about myself. It's okay, <laughs> but <me too. laughs> I hate it so much, but I would say that's what I want next for Kaylee McKean. It's to step out of her comfort zone, have fun, and wrestle whoever is willing to wrestle her. I'm down for it, man. <laughs> All right. Well, Kaylina Keen, I thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Oh um, it's been that. lovely to meet you and actually talk to you a whole lot more than we did initially in our first meeting, but it was okay because we were running, <laughs> trying to get ready for the show and stuff. Right. So, like I'm not, <laughs> so, so I don't regret any of that and I don't regret talking to you either. This was amazing. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. So I tell yeah, so tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and find you. Yes, I'm very easy to find. Um, all my social medias are just my name, Kaylina Keen, which is K-A-Y-L-E-E-N-A, space Keen, K-E-E-N-E, um, on all Facebook, like my page on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. I'm active on all of those hit me up I try to reply to as many people as I can so definitely hit me up there 
Well, thank you so much again, Kaylina. And hopefully you can come back on the show too so we can catch up and see how you're progressing in your career and stuff. I'm really interested in that. I would love that. I would love to see my own like progress from like, so I would watch this one. And then when I come back on the show, I'll watch the other one and be like, wow. Kaylina Keen in 2021 didn't know what she was talking about, but we're here. <laughs> we know better now. <laughs> well, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I really do hope to come back on the show again. Yes. Okay, so I was sitting with my friends one day and they asked me, Stephanie, how do you record your podcast? And I said, with the Anchor app on my phone. And they were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, it's that simple. It is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. And it will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. They even have classes and stuff that you can listen to that will give you all kinds of good tips on what you need to do in order to make the best podcast. So if you want to do this, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. All right, so I want to thank um, wrestling star Kaylina King for coming on my show. It was such an honor to meet her at the Belladonna Division show and just to be able to reconnect with her and to just have that discussion. So please check her out and everything that she has going on on her social media handles. So, of course, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling, so I encourage you to continue to Follow whatever it is um, in wrestling that you like to follow, whether it be WWE, AEW, Impact, or or whether you like to watch it all, or New Japan, or whatever. Continue to do that. But um, I'll also encourage you to please um, follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. And on Facebook at The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And you can also follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, um, on Instagram at Queen Steph Hardy, um, on Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy, um, and just continue to just check me out and support the show and listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Listen to the show, like, share, subscribe, comment on things that you like to hear, you know, and also, you know. Tell tell your friends about this podcast as well. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And until next time, bye, y'all. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.